0: Hey, welcome to the Macabre Emporium.
1: Let me
0: get my support cat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be quiet
1: and keep the kids quiet, since he was getting anxiety and he didn't want to kill children.
0: Gertrude's daughter even got to join in on what they considered fun. Tell us about the giant turtle. Alan never showed up, nor was he ever heard from again beyond that point. Hello. Welcome well, back. This is episode 26. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back this is episode 26 of macabre emporium
1: and this is your first time joining us because you're some wackadoodle that starts somewhere at the very beginning of new episodes welcome
0: welcome wackadoodle
1: or maybe in the future in the right in the middle of the pack Ugh, still wackadoodle anyhow but anyway so yeah nothing new nothing we haven't done anything exciting so we're just gonna get on into it
0: yay
1: what do you have for us this week?
0: I have a uh, origin story. No, you don't. Because
1: <laughs> you already told me you don't have that.
0: <laughs> you told me last week to throw them off, so I tried. You fucking foiled it. I was meaning to actually do it for real. Oh, well, nope. I am true crime. What do you have?
1: I have some history for you, and I'm continuing on with my military stuff, like I said last week about for the March of the March. <laughs> the month of May.
0: <laughs> For the March of May. Yeah,
1: yeah, military, March, anyhow. Yeah. So this week I'm going to give a small history of ship cats. And ship cats. Ship cats and give you some examples of some notable ship cats as well.
0: Oh, that sounds perfect.
1: I uh, see what you did there.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: What do you mean? That sounds perfect.
0: It's e- either way. It could. It's eh, either, either way. You know better than me. Yeah, yep. So my my story this week is not going to be long like it, they usually are. I wasn't feeling very motivated with the list of cases that I want to cover. Um, like nothing popped out at me as like I am going to do this one. So I just did a you know a Google search and found something that's very recent. But I happened to. Kind of thoroughly enjoy. Okay. Yeah. And mine kind
1: of was supposed to be about animals in the military, but this turned into ship cats in general. It was going to be like (laughs) cats all the way through, but there's too much cat related stuff. Like the spy cat that was created and then that like was killed almost immediately after it was released on its first mission. But that's a story for another day. And there's just way too many bonker ass things that animals have been used for. Anywhere from espionage or as a weapon of war for the most part.
0: Uh, Messenger pigeons? Mm,
1: Kinda. I I mean, mean, that's weird. Bat bombs.
0: Bat bombs? Yeah.
1: What? Yeah.
0: Okay. Never heard of any of those. So you're definitely going to have to do the bat one.
1: Well, I'll probably do some more animal stuff for this month as well, too. Okay. But for next week, I'll actually be... Kind of skipping that whole military th- theme I've been doing this month because the episode on the 17th actually is released the day before the anniversary of a dark tourist spot that we've actually been to.
0: Oh, yes. That's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a really good one. So if you're listening to this one, I suggest you listen to next week's as well.
1: I know it's kind of probably been overdone at this point, but since we've actually visited that visited that spot, I wanted to do it, so... Yeah. So anyway, you ready to get started?
0: Sure I am. Are you ready to get started? Yep. Well, you ready to listen first? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So just, I'm going to, you know, just tiny little introduction. So I said just a minute ago that this is like just a random case I found off of Google and that it's recent. And by recent, I mean like mid-March is what this happened. Okay. There's some history that goes along with it. So it didn't start happen in March, but it ended in March. To me, this is a great story of a father's love for his, you know, his daughter and the lengths he would go to to keep her safe. Mm -hmm. Some people are probably going to come at me because I'm like, this is a great fucking story. And I still, I stand by the fact that I think it is. Okay. So on March 8th of this year, -year 27-year-old Levi Axtel did what most people who have committed a crime would never do. He walked into his local police station, confessed to, com- uh, to committing murder, and turned himself in. Okay. So, little backstory. In 2014, there was a man named Lawrence Scully that had run for mayor of his hometown in Minnesota. He didn't win due to him sexually assaulting a six-year-old girl in 1979. Well, that's a good reason to not be elected. I mean... With the dude being a convicted pedophile, like, I don't see why he didn't win. No, not at you know? all.
1: I don't even know why he thought it would be a good idea to even try and run for public office.
0: I don't know. Maybe he thought enough time had passed and people would be like, oh, it was long, you know, a long time ago. No. Not so much. No, that's not how it fucking works. Nah. Anyways, enter Levi Axtel. Him and Scully had numerous run-ins and not one of them were good in nature. Not one. It came to a head in 2018 when Levi got a protection order on behalf of his daughter, who was 22 months at the time. Um, He got it against Scully because he felt that he was stalking and trying to groom his daughter. Didn't go into detail about how he thought he was trying to groom her. But he went in like there were details that came out about the stalking portion of it. Um, In a letter written to gain the protective order... Levi wrote, he has been there many times stalking children in his van. He's a convicted pedophile and him stalking and attempting to groom my daughter is completely inappropriate and needs to stop. He stated how Scully would just watch the kids when they were out on recess, that they would, or he would follow them, you know, if they were going out on a walk with like the daycare staff, Mm -hmm. that he'd like follow them at a distance, creeping up on them. Courts uh, wound up granting the protective order, but it went away like it was dissolved in just a few weeks. According to court records, Scully had been committed to a mental institution in 2020, but was released and given a prescription medication in the form of antipsychotics. Didn't say what it was. I wish it had. Two of Scully's brothers have since come out after the bit that I'm going to tell you about in a minute. Uh, They came out and stated that their brother and their childhood was shit, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, they stated how their parents were sexually, mentally, and physically abusive towards them. How Scully touched uh, one of the brother's penises while they were in the shower. And how he believed that this was the cause of him starting to wet the bed like in later adolescence. Kind of as like a defense mechanism to keep his brother from coming right. in and trying to do anything further than what he had already done right they stated both of the brothers stated that scully had gotten his 13 year old sister pregnant and they remember being really little and having to sit in the abortions clinic waiting on their sister to come out of the room yeah so he was he was really fucked up clearly (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah also in 2020 Levi, the dad of the little girl, started making posts on social media stating his, like, distaste for people like Scully. So people that, you know, sexually abuse little kids. He had memes on his Facebook of a guy holding a gun and the caption read, only cure for pedophiles, a bullet. Right, Not wrong. He would also add his thoughts into the comments saying, people always ask me why I hate pedophiles. They assume I've been abused, but really, I think being protective is just an Axtel trait. So his family must be protective like that. So, on March 8th of this year, Levi had hit his limit with Scully. He had happened to drive past um, his daughter's daycare and saw Scully's van sitting out there. Right? Yeah. So, he went home, got drunk, like... Legitimately drunk. And then took off towards Scully's home. He grabbed his keys, got in his van, headed over to where Scully lived. And a 911 call came through from a neighbor that stated that she saw someone drive a minivan and pull into Scully's driveway. That they jumped out, ran right into the house, like no knocking, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And it was like not a forced entry because it was unlocked, but like you could tell he went in there forcefully. Right. Soon after, the caller said that they heard screaming coming from the house and saw the driver of the van return to his vehicle and then speed off. The caller stated that he was headed towards the Cook County Sheriff's Office, which was just three blocks straight down that road. Police confirmed that Levi had arrived at the Sheriff's Office just minutes after the 911 call had been placed. They said he was intoxicated and covered in blood. Officers on duty at the time said... After they saw him, he dropped to his knees, put both hands behind his head, and openly admitted to killing Scully. He then demanded to be handcuffed and said he may hurt someone else otherwise. When he was taken in for questioning, he told police everything that happened, including the murder weapon or weapons in this case. Levi stated that he had seen Scully park, you know, near where the children were mm-hmm. and he was afraid that Scully was going to reoffend. So he just happened to take matters into his own hands to prevent it. Right. Levi had told authorities how he had gone to 77-year-old Scully's house around 4.45 that afternoon, grabbed a spade-style shovel off of Scully's front porch and used that to bash Scully in the head 15 to 20 times. And then stated how he finished him off by using a moose antler that was decorative and hanging (laughs) it. hanging in scully's living room to inflict several more blows
1: and i'm sure that was probably worse than the fucking shovel itself (laughs) oh my
0: god have you ever seen just a single moose antler yeah like how large they are right yeah like jesus like i I, I, i've
1: seen the elk said at the one place we go get our meat at from every once in a while in their main lobby oh yeah that's true i forgot about that imagine how much larger
0: moose actually is compared to that I was like, of all the things to, like, be hit with, (laughs) you get hit with a fucking moose antler. Like, to add insult to injury, because he definitely needed both. Anyways, um, when officers went to Scully's house to investigate, they said he was obviously dead from the serious nature of his head wounds. No shit. The autopsy report stated that he had died from blunt force head injuries and that his corpse displayed arm wounds that were consistent with defensive wounds. So he tried to save himself. The reporting sheriff told Fox News Digital that his murder was quite a shocker in the community. It was a small town of just over a thousand residents. So it has to be a really small town. right? How many how many residents are in this town? Uh, I mean,
1: gosh, in the, in the, where we're at. I don't know. <laughs> it's, oh. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it doesn't really matter if you think about it, because if anybody really wanted to know where the fuck we're at, they can just look at our profiles.
0: True that. 34,000 people. Wow. Okay, yeah. So it's very tiny town. And they say nothing like that had ever happened in their town before. That's what they always say, right?
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Because, I mean, it? The Oakland County Child Killers, like, they're like, oh, there hasn't been a... Yeah. kidnapping here in 10 years okay yeah that doesn't mean shit yeah
0: levi was charged with second degree murder booked into jail and had his bail set at one million dollars and a court date of april 10th court attorney said that this attack was brutal and unprovoked butchery basically of an elderly man i happen to say that's just justice but
1: yeah who a am lot I? people agree with that but
0: i don't know i think that i see that i would see that dad as a hero like
1: yeah it's another Jason case of being of uh Jason Vukovich. You would probably know him better the as the Alaskan, Alaskan Aven- Avenger. Okay, I wasn't sure if you knew my sure actual did. name.
0: Yeah, but I don't know, just when I read it, I was like, okay, I can work with this even though it's just very tiny. Right. Just that that instant gratification from hearing about this like pedophile to like, ha, he was bludgeoned to death with a fucking moose antler. Right. It's not really something you hear. The moose antler part, right? Unfortunately, no.
1: If it would have been Jason Vukovich, they would have used the moose antler. I'd be like, yeah, typical Alaskan
0: shit, <laughs> right? Well, this is Minnesota, so
1: yeah, close enough.
0: Yeah, um, um but yeah,
1: that's close enough, eh? Oh
0: my god. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh that's that's my story and i i did look to see because it did say that he had a court date of april 10th but i was not able to find any any information past him being arrested so maybe they had to change the court date or thing you know it just wasn't public knowledge of what happened but hopefully in a future you know episode i can give an update on what happened yeah but yeah
1: that kind of also reminded me of for some reason. It reminded me of the guy that killed the the priest that molested him as a child and just shoved oh, him yeah. his fix down his throat. But I don't know if that one's actually true or not, just because it seems so out there. But be curious if it did.
0: I don't know. Oh, and to add, um, I did say she was twenty two months old in two thousand eighteen, so she's like closer to like four five years old now yeah which would make sense if he is still creeping around her and where she goes to daycare or school or whatever it was
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um yeah so she's she's a little older now so she wasn't 22 months when he went after this old dude
1: right i know like even though it's still terrible no matter the age but it's just like even that young what the fuck is wrong with you yeah. I yeah, don't you know. Like I said, just said, it doesn't matter the age, but the lower, the younger they get. It's like, why? Yeah. But anyhow, before we get in a huge rant with that.
0: Yes. Because I definitely can.
1: I know. But you already hear about ship cats and end this episode on a more fun and positive than some dark shit.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah but death by moose antler was pretty vindicating right <laughs> anyways but yes okay. yes
1: now all i can imagine is if how jason vukovich would have used the moose antler instead of a fucking hammer like he did yeah, <laughs> yeah no. you know
0: honestly out of all the podcasts that i've listened to i have never heard an episode on him not once
1: um if one show i listened to i think has done an episode on him
0: just one show though yeah Yeah, I don't know why he hasn't been talked about because he's fucking phenomenal too.
1: Right, I don't know. Did you know he has his own podcast?
0: No. Yeah. No? Yeah, he's got one. Well, okay. Now I'm going to have something new to listen to. I'll
1: have to find it for you because I don't remember where it's at exactly. Whenever,
0: Whenever I get time to listen to fucking anything anymore.
1: Right. So.
0: Yeah. Ship cats. Ship cats.
1: Okay. For centuries, humans and animals have served side by side in conflicts. Cats, dogs, horses, elephants, and even rats have been used for logistics all the way to espionage. If it has four legs, or maybe wings, it's been used for the militaries around the world in some capacity. But for this episode, I'm focusing on what people have joked as God's perfect killing machine, but are always angry because we just want to cuddle them, and that what I'm talking about is cats. Kitty cats! Today, we really don't think of cats as a tool for controlling rodents as much as they used to for this in earlier times.
0: Not ours anyways, lazy no. fuckers.
1: No, because, I mean, the one with no claws, no teeth is the only <laughs> real mouser out of the three we got. But then again, we never see him anymore.
0: But she likes to play with him. True. Lagosi likes to bring him into bed.
1: <laughs> you know, and that's, unless, you know, it's Salem chasing <clears throat> the specters that float around True through that. the, on the sh- here in the Emporium. But as far back as the ancient Egyptians would depict cats hunting from boats sailing the Nile River in their tombs, even though these even though cats would be used more as a weapon than a tool to keep away rats in 525 BCE during the Battle of Pelusium. The Battle of Pelusium happened due to Pharaoh Am- Amasis II refused to send one of his daughters to marry the Persian king, Sambiathes II, after he asked for one of his daughters as a wife. Not wanting to comply with Cambyses' wishes, he sent a daughter of his predecessor, the III, instead. This woman was insulted by this move, and when she arrived in the court, Sambiasis II, she revealed her true identity. Taking this as an insult from the pharaoh, he mobilized his troops for war. Even though Amassis II would die before this war, would actually take place in the reign of pharaoh Phasmatek III within the first six months of him taking the throne. Sambiases II would order his troops to paint Basset, the Egyptian goddess of protection, pleasure, and good health, on their shields, and my best guess is why he gave this order is to keep the Egyptians from shooting arrows at the Persians, mm. as this could be showing a disrespect to beset if they fired arrows at her. With beset painted on their shields, the Persians would also release cats and other animals the Egyptians held dear to them on their battlefield. Okay. So with cats, sheep, horses, and there's one other animal I forgot to write down in here that Egyptians hold very... In high regard as almost as deities, they released them before the troops is what they were doing.
0: Okay.
1: The Egyptians viewed cats as the physical embodiment of Bastet, and one way to anger her was to kill one of her cats. It was against the law to kill cats, and this was punishable by death. That's how much oh, they kept cats in high regard. Yeah. So the Egyptians quickly surrendered to the Persians. Even though the exact number of troops for each side is unknown, casualty losses were estimated by Greek historian. Herodotus to be 50,000 Egyptians to 7,000 Persians, and the bones could be seen in the sand for months. Wow. Through the ages, cats would find their way onto onto battle and merchant ships still as a cheap and effective way to control rodents. Rats and mice could easily chew through ropes and wires on more modern ships, contaminate food supplies, be the ship's mascot, but also offer some companionship on the high seas. I couldn't find any more information on if cats are still used on ships in modern times, but the British Navy allowed cats to be on ships until they were banned in 1975 on the grounds of hygiene. Okay. Sailors believe that polydactyl cats were best suited for being a ship cat, where they are having that extra digit on their murder mittens to give them better balance at sea.
0: <laughs> murder, murder mittens.
1: Even though the Egyptians worshipped cats as deities, sailors even had their own superstition about ship cats. Black cats tend to have a bad reputation. Sometimes the wives of sailors would keep a black cat at home as well in hopes to help influence the power of the ship's cat. As mostly the ship, the ship cat had the power to protect them from the dangerous weathers that they would face on their voyages. It was a sign of good luck if a cat approached you on deck, but unlucky if that cat turned around halfway and retreated. So basically, a cat being a cat was bad luck.
0: Well, dang. <laughs> Even worse if you're a black cat.
1: Yeah. Sailors believe that cats could start storms from the magic store they held stored in their tails.
0: They have magic in their Mm -hmm. tails? Yep. Oh. If
1: cat would ever to fall or be thrown overboard, it would use its magic to summon a storm to sink the ship. But if the ship survived the storm, it would be cursed for nine years.
0: Of course nine years.
1: When I was typing this out, I knew you were gonna say that.
0: (laughs) Did you? Am I that predictable?
1: No, I just, no, that's what you were going to say. These sailors would also look to their ship's cat to predict the weather from the 1700s all the way until the 20th century. If the ship cat were to lick against the grain of its fur, it meant mean that hail was coming. If the ship cat would sneeze, it would mean that it was, it was going to rain. And if they were feeling frisky or playful, it meant that there was going to be strong winds coming. And even before setting sail, if they happened to observe the cat acting unusual, jumping ship, like, that, being on board the ship, or pawing at a sailor's face, or carrying its kittens off the ship, they took this as a warning and planned accordingly, or maybe not even sail at all. Yeah. Even, it's like, they all came in to hear the story about the cats.
0: I know this one, hang on, give me a second, is particularly happy that you're saying this story. <laughs>
1: So gross. (laughs) Even though these were seen as superstitions, but cats can actually detect changes in low atmospheric pressure in their inner ears. With their heightened sense of hearing and smell over humans, they can hear thunder well before we can. Really? Mm hmm. Huh. If you were to observe a cat repeatedly wiping its paws over its face, this could be a good indication that a storm is coming due to low atmospheric pressure and changes in electromagnetic waves is causing them discomfort. Throughout history, there are many notable ship cats, and I know you are probably curious to hear about some of these cats and their stories, so I'll be giving you the cat's name first and a small tidbit of each one. I don't have very many. okay? Because there wasn't a whole lot of them with... Any kind of an interesting story. I was like, "Oh, this is this cat." and They served on this ship, yeah. blah blah blah. So camouflage Aww. was aboard a Coast Guard tank landing ship, which is literally exactly what it sounds like—it's a landing ship for fucking tanks. Okay. In the Pacific theater of World War II, and would be known for chasing enemy tracer rounds across the deck of the ship. Okay. So I find that kind of hard to believe that there's a cat on a deck of a ship that's being fired upon chasing tracer rounds and not getting hit.
0: I'm well maybe maybe they hit the the deck and he retrieved them.
1: I don't know, but
0: okay, it's <coughs> what
1: happened to happen I guess. I'm not gonna argue with World War II soldiers.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Convoy aboard the HMS Hermione was listed in the ship's book. The ship's book and provided with a full kit, including a hammock where he slept. Unfortunately, Convoy would be killed on June 16th, 1942 by a German U-boat along with 87 of his crewmates. As sad as this is, I chose Convoy for a very well-known photograph that I'm going to include in our posts.
0: There's actually a picture of Convoy? Oh, mm-hmm. Is it him laying in his hammock? Yes, it is. Aw. Okay.
1: Tiddles. T i d d l e s. Uh huh. Yes, I picked it. This one just because of its name alone. Was stationed would be stationed on two Royal Navy aircraft carriers. First born on the H M S Argus and later joined the crew of the H M S Victorious. Tiddles would often be seen would be seen sitting on the aft or rear cap stand playing with the bell rope. Tiddles would rack up thirty thousand miles during his service as a ship cat. Ah. Thomas Oscar aboard the H M S Scorpion. Like Convoy, would have his own kit and hammock and would also apply for membership to the Allied Forces Mascot Club with his own paw mark on the application.
0: His own paw mark. (laughs) It's so cute. Okay.
1: Thomas Oscar would also be aboard the Scorpion during the Beachhead Offensive of D-Day. Okay. So that cat's seen some shit.
0: Uh, I'm sure.
1: Rindo would be named after the ship that they were on and be torpedoed and sunk during World War II. The surviving crew realized Rinda couldn't be found on any of the lifeboats, so these men rode through the night looking for Rinda until they heard a pitiful meow in the distance. And an unknown sailor would go on to say, we rode as hard as we could and laughed and cried when we looked at that sopping wet fur ball aboard. Aww. So, I mean, even though most people would see it as a cat, they saw these cats as part of their crew. You know, even though most people would say, oh, it's just a cat, well, for these guys... It's not the case. I mean, they were literally part of their crew for most of the British ships because they well, were yeah. on the ship's roster for the most part.
0: I'm sure they brought a lot of like just morale to the. Oh to sure. the ships. I mean,
1: there's a lot of pictures of the, out there with um, like in briefing rooms, of pilots playing with the ship's cat and just mm-hmm. smiling from ear to ear. And just there's like so many pictures of ship cats out there.
0: That's cool. It's never really anything I heard of.
1: And I've never seen one person said in a picture with a ship cat.
0: Well, who can be sat in a picture with a cat?
1: I don't know. And for this final cat, even though he is more of a legend of all the ship cats, but it's still worth mentioning. So I'm going to share this as best as I can with piecing it from all the sources that I could. Okay. Oscar, or he might even better known as the Unsinkable Sam, was survived not one, but three ship sinkings. Even though his original name isn't known as the tale says he was brought aboard the HMS Cossack after being found on a floating board from the German battleship the Bismarck that was sunk on may eighteenth, nineteen forty one, he was given the name Bismarck, but the crew of the Cossack the Cossack later named named their new mascot Oscar. Okay. After serving for the next few months on the Cossack on a convoy on convoy duties in the Mediterranean North Atlantic Ocean, On October 24th of the same year, the HMS Cossacks would be severely damaged by torpedo fire. The crew transferred to the HMS Legion and would attempt to tow the damaged Cossack back to Gibraltar. But the weather getting worse, which they would have known this was coming if they would have paid attention to Oscar or the ship cat of the Legion, would make this task pretty much impossible. So three days later, the Cossack would sink west of of Gibraltar killing 159 of its crew in an explosion, and Oscar would survive this.
0: Damn.
1: Now, after surviving two of the ships sinking, Oscar would become now known as Unsinkable Sam, and then he would pad his way onto the aircraft carrier HMS Ark Royal, which was a key role in sinking the Bismarck earlier that same year. Mm -hmm. November 14th, 1941, the Ark Royal would also be torpedoed by German U-boats on a return trip from Malta. Attempts were made to save the Ark Royal, but the rate it was taking on water made this a futile task and it would soon be abandoned as it started to roll over onto its side. Sam would be found clinging to a plank among the survivors and described as angry but quite unharmed. Oscar and his crewmates would transfer to HMS Lightning after they were rescued and after the sinking of the Ark Royal. This would be the end of Oscar's military career, and he was transferred to the offices of the governor of Gibraltar and then sent back to the UK to live out his days at a home for sailors in Belfast until he passed in 1955. Even though the tale of Unsinkable Sam may be debunked, I would like to think that maybe just maybe he was real due to the size of some of these ships, and not everyone may or may not have seen the ship cat.
0: Yeah, he's real. He can be real.
1: well, because some of the sources they showed him, like, one of the better known pictures of supposed to be Oscar uh-huh. is, like, a tiger-striped cat. And then one sailor did a pastel painting of what Oscar is supposed to be, and he's a tuxedo cat. Oh. So, and then surviving crew members of the Bismarck have also said that there's they don't recall ever seeing a cat born the Bismarck. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that never cats was. Cats do like
0: to hide, too, you know?
1: Right. Like, one of these cats that I didn't include, um, when they would call for action, that cat would actually go run to the galley and hide behind the flower bins, basically, until Aww. everything was over. So that was, like, that cat's battle station, for the most part. Yeah. So, But the, a lot of these cats, it was a lot of, they were part of the ship's crew, yeah. had their own kit, hammock and stuff, Aww. and uh, there was one cat that actually earned... Three service from Ribbons, if you remember correctly. Aww. What?
0: Little hero kitties. Yeah.
1: But that's just some military-related stuff with cats. I mean, then, like I said, in the beginning of this super short episode that yeah. there was lots more. Like, there's the time the CAA turned the cat into a little spy device, uh-huh. And there was the cat bomb idea that never took off, thankfully.
0: Cat... Like strapping them with a bomb and setting them
1: in? Yeah, literally making a cat bomb.
0: Yeah, we're not talking about Uh, that. No, thank you. And never,
1: the project was scrapped even before it even got started. Okay,
0: good. Because no.
1: I mean, the military voice tried to use animals in some capacity. Yeah. Like there was the Camel Corps at one point, and then. Camel Corps? Yep. I guess I might have to do that this month now. Oh my god. And then Sweden and then I wanna say there was the Germans also tried to do a moose core as well.
0: As long as you talk about toes and knuckles in both of them. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: I don't know how I could possibly get a weasel in the term moose knuckle into that. <laughs> he
0: maybe got stomped by a moose knuckle. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's just,
1: like, with the make me making this decision to do stuff this month, military-related, because of Memorial Day. Yeah. There's just so much stuff out there. Like, even though the Attack of the Dead Men, that's an interesting story from World War Two. but...
0: I don't know what that is.
1: It's when, uh...
0: If, if it's something you plan on doing in the future, don't tell I me. I don't
1: know if I would do it for in November for Veterans Day, basically, this, or in July for Independence Day. I don't know, but I think it's time we close the Emporium up for the day, Sarah.
0: I agree. So until next time, remember to creep it real. Okay, bye! Bye! Please check out our website at macabreemporiumpodcast.com Join our Facebook group by searching Macabre Emporium. Like and subscribe on YouTube at Macabre Emporium Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Macabre Emporium. And if you have any stories of the paranormal, your local true crime, or weird history that you would want us to look into and possibly do an episode on, email us at macabreemporianpod at gmail.com. Remember to follow, rate, like, review, and share whenever and wherever you can and help us grow our little baby podcast. According to court records, Scully had been committed to a menstrual, (laughs) menstrual, I'm starting that sentence over. (laughs) A menstrual institution. (laughs) So actually take it out of this one.